And I mean, here we are. We're standing. We're with. We're standing at the with our hands on the on the vehicle, and with 15 guys with assault rifles pointing at us. And one of them said, "Hey, we can kill you right now if we want to." But you know what? When he said that, he messed up. Because you know what? When I was praying about it later, I realized he's. You know what? I was like, he didn't have the authority to say that. He said, "I can kill you if I want to," but you know what? Our lives are in God's hands. He has the final word. Amen. He, God has the final word. And, you know, when we, we look at the, the book of Job, amen, hallelujah, Satan, you know, kept coming up there. And, you know, I'm going to, um, you know, he, you know, kept accusing, you know, because Satan's accuser, the brother kept accusing of, of Job to the, to the Lord. And the Lord kept saying, okay, you can do whatever you want. He's going to continue worshiping because he's my upright servant. But don't touch his life. So we can see that, you know what, our lives are precious. Amen. Raise your hand if you believe that your life is precious to God as, as his saint, as his son. And so, um, well, I told the, where are you guys going? I told them, well, we, we just wanted to get to a hotel and tomorrow we're going to go and preach the gospel. Go, go now. So we, we, we went up there and, well, more of, the, more of those guys. We, were, we thought we were going to get to rest and finally get there. And, uh, you know, we're still just shaking. There was more of the guys. When we got to the, uh, the hotel, their guys were there, too. And said, the hotel's closed. I mean, what hotel closes? I and mean, the hotel is supposed to be 24 hours, right? Seven, eight days a week. And so, well, where do we go? I don't care, but away from here. For nothing was I going to go back down there. There's no road out of that town. For nothing, was, brothers, was I going to go back that direction where those guys I just went through. The guys that were merciful, they let us go through. And so we just parked over there. We found a random street, verdad, una esquina, verdad, por ahí, verdad. And all night, Jesse and I, uh, we, we didn't sleep that night, okay. All night they just circled one vehicle after another. They were trying, they were going to see what we were going to do. So they would just go around, we would kind of, we would put our heads down, and we'd put our heads back up. Uh, amazing grace. Four hours, brothers and sisters, four hours. That was the longest four hours of my life. And man, hallelujah, woke up. And we just kind of drove out. And a kid looked like he was like their, their, uh, their, their main uh, guy uh, on, on uh, I guess you'd say on duty. I guess you could call it that. Okay, the guy they had on duty looked like he's like 15 years old. The one that was on duty on, the way, on our way out with his assault rifle and in the, in the truck just kind of watching us. And I just kind of, I'm kind of like a wave of, can I go? So God is good. God is good, and all the time, we're slaves of Christ. We're slaves of righteousness, no longer slaves of sin. Amen. The successes of many of the former great kingdoms of the, of the earth were dependent on the great slave labor force. The great pyramids were built by the backs of thousands of slaves, including the Israelites. The great city of the Aztecs, Tenochtitlan, let's see if we can pronounce that, Tenochtitlan. If it's hard for us, I'm sure it was hard for the Spanish. All right, that showed up. The great city of the Aztecs, Nochitlan, was built by the captured tribes of Mexico. Formerly free, they were now slaves of the Aztecs. And we know that many of them were sacrificed. The Aztecs practiced human sacrifice. Many of the great feats of Rome, including the Colosseum, was built by the massive slave labor force. Evidences of Spain's former greatness can be seen throughout Latin America. You guys saw some of the, some of the architecture in Zacatecas City. 
the cities, the roads, the cathedrals. Many were built by the recent converted Native Americans of Mexico. All those kingdoms eventually had their demise. They had their fall because they had one major problem in common. It's called pride. And Solomon, once the wisest, greatest king of of all uh, the earth himself, wrote those famous words in in Proverbs 16.18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pharaoh, he had his chance to repent. Amen. One plague, another plague, until ten plagues caused the death of his own son because of his hard-hearted heart. Even after that, he didn't fully repent. God, the ultimate master of all, he could have made Pharaoh just let them go. But he gives us a free will. And he gives us, as his children, a free will. Are we going to fight? Are we going to do his will or not? Amen. He doesn't stand behind us with a whip making us do, do his will, making us do what he wants us to do, making us get up on time to go to church, making us time, uh, get up early to, to seek God, to seek his face, amen, to read the word, to pray that this morning, to do, his, uh, to do his will, to make the decision, to declare that today's going to be his will, not my will. He doesn't make us do anything. He is such a great, loving, kind, compassionate master. He's the best master of all. He didn't intervene. Um, he did intervene. God intervened when Pharaoh changed his mind. Pharaoh changed his mind and said, oh, you know what? I want them back here. Who's going to build my, who's going to build my, my uh, pyramids? He went after him. He and his, co- and his cohorts went after them, followed them up to the Red Sea. God intervened. We know the story. They had their end. Pharaoh and his men had their end in the Red Sea. Those mighty Aztecs of Mexico that practiced the, bu- the brutal human sacrifice. Uh, Capture, capturing those slaves in the battlefield and then offering many up and, and human sacrifices, they had their end as well. The Spanish conquistadores decimated them to the very end. The Romans, those Romans, they thought they would rule the earth. They thought they, thought they would take the whole earth, taking kingdom after kingdom after kingdom. They got too greedy. They had their end. The Romans didn't practice human sacrifices like the Aztecs. But they did execute many of our believing ancestors. That Colosseum, as we mentioned before, that great Colosseum, that great feat, the Colosseum where the gladiators practice, was built on the backs of many human slaves. God's slaves, the Christians, our ancestors, amen, hallelujah, many of them gave their lives for Christ in that place. This place that was built in the backs of, of, of slaves later was used to, to sacrifice God's slaves. Amen. Hallelujah. Because these Christians, they were willing to go to the end. They follow the voice of the master to the end. A master doesn't force us to do anything. Amen. Hallelujah. The master that gives us a free will, they mastered, they followed their master to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's willing to follow their master to the end? Their master, their master was not uh, the emperor of Rome. Hallelujah. Their master wasn't their fleshly desires and passions. Amen. Their own dreams, their own Uh, idols. Amen. Their master's name was Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. The son of God who rose from the grave and is seated at the right hand of the father. Who is your master this morning? I ask you. Those Christians of old didn't back down. Hallelujah. When they were challenged to deny their faith, they gave their lives willing for Christ because they were slaves of righteousness, a righteousness that is of God. 
a righteousness of that was not of their own will. If their master required it, required their lives, they would give it to him freely. Amen. Hallelujah. We can learn from these first, the early Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. Who was willing to give their life for Christ? Any amens out there? Paul says in Romans 6 that you and I are no longer slaves to sin. Hallelujah. We are free. God told me that you're going to sing that this song this morning, Brother Todd. And I've actually never heard a Jesus culture, Jesus culture songs uh, live. That was great. Thank you, brothers and sisters. That was great. We are no longer slaves to, free, to sin, but slaves to righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go. Turn with me to Romans 6, 16 this morning. Romans six sixteen. We're going to be reading verses sixteen, six sixteen to twenty one to twenty two. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slave to whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked. How many thank God this morning? God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, pasado, past, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free, who's set free this morning? <laughs> free to run, free to dance. How's the song go? Free to live for you, free to jump. Woo. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now, ahora, present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Hallelujah. Who wants to be a slave of righteousness for holiness? Who wants to be pure and holy before the Lord? He said, be holy as I am holy. Hallelujah. For when you were slaves of sin, Paul continues in verse 20, you were what? You were what? You were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in that things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of things, things as death. But now, having been set free from sin, having been slaves, become slaves of God. You have your fruit to holiness in the end, everlasting life. Father God, we just thank you for your word this morning, Lord Jesus. Father, we are set free. Lord Jesus, we are free to worship you. We are free to live for you. We get excited, Father God. Like the sister said, we jump for you. We dance for you, Father. We get pumped up, Father God, because we are set free from, from sin, Father God. And we are now made slaves of righteousness, Father God. We want to be holy before you. And we get excited about it, Lord. <laughs> we get excited about serving you, Lord Jesus. We get excited about doing your will and not ours, Father God. It's exciting, Lord Jesus. We are free, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Just quicken hearts this morning, Lord God. We, your word, you've already been moving this morning. You've been moving all morning, Lord Jesus. People have been convicted of sin, Father God. They have another opportunity, Lord Jesus. You're speaking to them right now. You're speaking to hearts this morning, right now, right now Lord Jesus. They, they heard in the morning, uh, the pastor, Lord Jesus, Pastor Chief, was letting them know. The Holy Spirit has drawn hearts <laughs> to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They had things they need to lay down. And, and their lives that are they're putting before God, sins that they haven't repented of, Father God. They can do that. They can do that before Thanksgiving. They can do that today, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your Holy Spirit still moving, moving, Father God, and we give you the place. Lord God, just speak to this word, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our master has changed. Our God is no longer our belly. I know no one's, you know, of course, we'll have a potluck after service, so no one's worrying, uh, worrying right now about where they're going to go out to eat. 
I joked about it in, uh, in back in Del Rio. I preached a, couple, a few weeks ago. And it's not like in Del Rio there's a lot of options for them to go out to eat anyways. Her, let's see. Let's go to the Mexican, the Mexican, or the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Our master has changed. Amen? We're no longer thinking about those fleshly things. It's our former, former pride has been humbled. Benjamin has been humbled for the master. Those, those kingdoms, they wanted, they desired riches, wealth, power, more power. We Christians, slaves of Christ, slaves of righteousness, amen, no longer live for our personal success. Amen. Hallelujah. God blesses us. Amen. God takes care of his children. Amen. Gives good things to his children. He loves his children. But the devil is not our master. He doesn't order our lives anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. How many are free from his grasp? We are set free. He who set free, he is set free indeed. Verdad? He doesn't order our lives. The thoughts we think, the things that we do, the words that we speak. Our master, amen, has defeated him. And we have been set free. Hallelujah. He has set us free from the bondage of sin. He is such a good master. Amen. He doesn't, he doesn't force his good and perfect will on us. He lovingly encourages us to do that. Wow, and that still small voice encourages us to do it. Hallelujah. Wow, you know, I tell you what, I can't, I can't deny that I was pretty nervous. When, and that when they had us, you know, on the, with our hands on the vehicle and telling us that they could, you know, take away our lives. And I, I can't, I, I won't deny to you that I was nervous. Amen. But Hallelujah. I know I had a peace, a passage of understanding, hallelujah, that if they did, if the Lord had decided to let them do that, that I would have been better off than you guys right now. Amen, Amen. hallelujah. We are slaves of Christ. We should obey his voice, every word he speaks. Our master, Jesus Christ, said in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. That what? Proceeds from the mouth of God. Good news. We have the mouth of God. We have the word of God. I mean, he doesn't force us to read it, but he encourages us to do that. I mean, hallelujah. He doesn't force us to, to obey it, but he encourages us to do so. Hallelujah. Glory to Dios. Gets exciting because it's from his mouth. It's his words. The very words he spoke. Amen. Our master is loving, kind, compassionate. He cares for us so much that he is always praying for us, interceding for us at the right hand of the father. Praise the Lord that our nation, speaking of slavery, we were talking about the slaves that built the pyramids. We were talking about the slaves that built Tenochtitlan. Who can say it? Wait a Miguel, perceive, huh? <laughs> the slaves that built all the, uh, the city of Rome, famous structures such as the Colosseum, the slaves who, who built um, the, the famous cathedrals and cities and, and roads all over through Latin America for the Spanish crown. Our nation had to repent of slavery, of the slave trade. And I'm glad they did. Hallelujah. God has blessed our nation because we have repented. In ancient Rome, there were ten slaves to every free Roman citizen. Being free back then didn't mean everything was going to be perfect. Everything was better, that you were even better off than the slaves. In fact, many of them, many of those slaves in ancient Rome, once again, ten to one. Ten, there was ten slaves to every free Roman citizen in the city of Rome. Many of them were the slaves of the most wealthiest masters. And they ate better. They dressed better. They lived much better than many of the free citizens. So being free in ancient Rome didn't mean everything. 
Now, friends, you and I, hallelujah, we're going to be able, uh, far better off as slaves of righteousness, of the master, hallelujah, than those who are slaves of sin, hallelujah, whose end will be destruction. You might see other people and say, hey, that's going on pretty well for them. Things are going pretty well for them. What's going on with that? Not, it's going to be temporal for them if they don't repent, hallelujah. But you and I, we're going to be much better off for all eternity, hallelujah. It's worth it. It's worth it, people, slaves of Christ. Who's a slave of Christ this morning? Slaves of Christ this morning. Entonces, as we say in Spanish. I don't know what it is that you've been going through. This word is for somebody this morning. What you've been up against. Hallelujah. You know, I, I wouldn't trade what happened to us for anything, Brother CJ. N- neither would, J- would Jesse. I wouldn't trade what happened to us for anything. Then the, the, uh, uh, three, two or three weeks later, we had our team from Woodward, Oklahoma. TJ Marty already talked about this to the church. Amen. Hallelujah. I know you guys were praying for us. I felt your purse. Thank you. Thank you, church. Can keep praying for us. Amen. That holy protection is going to continue to that cloud. Amen. Hallelujah. The cloud of his glory is going to continue just to go with us everywhere we go, before us, behind us, against, with us, around us. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I believe that and I declare that. And we're going to li- continue living that. I don't know what you've been going through. Amen. But God wants to encourage you this morning that he is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. That Woodward team, they came three weeks together. We had our second, uh, later, we had our second attack, a second attack, hermano. All right? And this time, it wasn't three hours south of our immediate area. It was right in our immediate area. The day of the baptisms, to see the devil, he was mad. He was mad that these, these people had finally made the decision. Because they knew that being baptized was the one thing that was going to totally identify them with Christ. That they, they weren't going to be playing around. Oh, we'll go to Ben's little service over there under the tree. How about that? Okay? They weren't playing around. They're like, okay, you know what? This is for real. Jesus has set me free. He's my Lord. I'm going to do this publicly. Let that identify myself with Christ. That I have died. Benjamin has died. I have died. I have risen with Christ. A new life. Amen. Hallelujah. So that was the day of the baptisms, my friends. We came up this mountain road. We went to this. It was pretty neat. With hot water springs. Amen. You paid two bucks. Go to this hot water springs. It's a really neat place. And um, so we did the baptisms there. On the way back, we had to uh, divide uh, vehicles, divide forces, so that uh, one uh, group could take some of the, the people home. That would be in a village way out of the, the way for the rest of us. So that way I could take the main part of the team back and we could get everybody settled and, um, you know, and get ready for what we need to do for the next day. On their way back, their way back to drop those, those two candidates of baptism off, that's when um, a brother from Woodward, Oklahoma, his name is Kevin. You saw him in some of the pictures. He was driving the, the Paloma. And they followed it. It's almost the same. It's crazy. It's almost the same identical story that happened to me the three weeks before with my friend Jesse. They followed him for five kilometers. Now, Kevin's ex-military, so he kind of did kind of the same thing I did. He just tried to get away. I mean, you're talking. This was a dirt road now. So what he did, he, I think he was trying to think that he could not cloud up the dust. You know, it's a dirt road. He's just going back and forth, and they're just going back and forth, and they're just pelting him with bullets. Amen. There was a 15-year-old girl, a 17-year-old girl. They followed him all the way up to the, the corner of our, of our village, our very village that we base our ministry out, that we have based our ministry out of since 2005, Palmas Alta, Zacatecas. Pulled him out. All right. Roughed him up a little bit. Then they saw there were a woman in the vehicle. They kind of freaked out. These drug lords. See, these drug lords stopped once again. They thought that the, the whole thing that we'd put, like, Jesus loves you, all the different messages we have on our, on our vehicle, they thought that was like, a, like a, a disguise. They thought that was a disguise for the other drug lord group. 
they thought that we were going in there. Yet that that was like just a kind of okay, a Christian thing here to go in there and do. And they were freaked out. Oh my, we're messing with U.S. citizens. They got scared. They got scared, and they had a reason to be scared. The next day, we're in Montescobedo, Zacatecas. The Mexican Marines came down and took out 80, 80 of them. God has his justice. We spent all night, brother, brother Dale. We spent all night hugging each other, praying for each other in the name of Jesus, loving on each other, those who were affected. All right. We were just all night. We did that. And I said, hey, does anybody need to go back to the United States? You're not going to say that missionary didn't offer you the right. I'll take you to the airport right now. No, we're here, brother. We're going to do it. God has called us to be here. I wouldn't change this. Uh, what happened to me for anything? Well, let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Because you know what? We're here only for a week, but these people live this every day. They have to have this fear every day. They, go to, they drive down the road to go to the store about these guys coming and attacking them. We're only here right now. We can, we can, we can take it a few days. And we're, you know what? God has us here so we can pray. If anything, if anything, God has us here. We're going to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So we did. The next day, we went to Montescobedo. I tell you what, we had, been, we had prayed. I said, Lord, you take care of it. We asked, we prayed that they would repent. Amen. In the name of Jesus, those drug lords, we prayed that they would receive Christ. We prayed all those things, you know, for our enemies, because they're really not our enemies. You know, uh, Satan is our enemy. Hallelujah. We prayed for them. We prayed for them. But the Lord, he has his justice. Amen. His ways are beyond, so much beyond our ways. And he did his thing. God had his thing. Took those Mexican Marines came in. Here we are, uh, CJ, about uh, an hour in, started service, and the helicopter's going above us. And the grenade launchers, you could hear it. It was only about three kilometers off, exactly where we're at. We had already started service. So people were freaking out. I said, come over here. Come with us. We're going to tell you about Jesus who can, who can give you hope. Uh, you're fearful. Good. Come over here. Amen. God wants to take away that fear. Amen. Hallelujah. Because uh, there's, there's death out there. There's death in the air. But God wants to give you life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And so people, God used that. People started coming. Hallelujah. Now, God did it. And uh, then after the service, uh, our, our road back to our village, the place where we uh, stay in that uh, area, it was blocked. So we had to wait till 1, 1 p.m. the next day until the Marines finished what they were doing, cleaned up their business, and the road was open again. But uh, hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. Does God hear our cries? The Israelites were in captivity for 400 years. Amen. God heard their cries. He set them free. He's fighting for you and me. Does a slave have an income? Is he paid? Then what does God owe you? What does God owe me? Hallelujah. How many of you guys have been down to Zacatecas recently? There's a few of uh, that have come on a, on a trip with the Zacatecas. My parents at the halls here this morning. Anybody else have been down to Zacatecas? Maybe. You remember that, uh, Miguel, te acuerdas de la, de las, de la cerca de piedra, que están por todos lados. Mom and Dad, you remember those rock wall fences that are everywhere, go up and down these mountains? You just, you see these rock wall fences and you're like, how did they do this? Well, they did it by something called S-L-A-V-E-S. Okay? The backs of slaves, yes. And the legend goes in our area. We're working in an area that's over 400, 500 years old. All right? Some of these villages. You see these these rock wall fences, how they do it up and down these mountain mountains. You're just you're you're you are impressed, amen. And the people, the locals, told me, well, let you know, brother Benjamin, that they did bring some slaves from Africa to this place, 
There's no descendants. Why? Because they worked every single one of them to the last drop. You know what? You know what our master says to us slave, us slaves, our workers in the kingdom? <laughs> Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke, hallelujah, is what? And my burden is light. Who is the master of your life this morning, I ask you? God isn't holding a whip behind you, lashing you every time you're unfaithful. You're disobedient. You're lazy. Is he your master this morning? I have to ask myself that every morning. Do you love your master this morning? Are you a slave of righteousness this morning? Are you willing to lay down your life to the will of of an almighty God? This morning, we're going to talk about three slaves. One of uh, uh, three, uh, one slave, sorry. Well, three slaves of Christ. Yes, three slaves of Christ. One that was actually a human slave. One was named was Paul, Apostle Paul, a slave of Christ, slave of righteousness. Another one was an Onesimus. He's the one that was a slave of Christ, but was a former runaway slave. And the other one's name was his master, Philemon, Philemon, and now a slave of Christ, a slave of righteousness. See, he ran away. He ran away from his, uh, his master before he had known Christ. His master's name was Philemon. And now Onesimus had received Christ, the slave of righteousness. And he actually, Paul writes that, that Onesimus was one of those who attended to him in prison. Amen. Took care of his needs, helped him out while Paul was in prison in Rome. His story is the shortest letter Paul wrote in the book of Philemon. When you and I get to heaven, Paul, uh, Philemon, and Onesimus are going to ask us, did you read our book? Did you read our book? This is his shortest letter. So Philemon was a slave owner, but he was also a Christian. Before Onesimus became a Christian, as I mentioned before, he was his slave. And he escaped and left a debt. And, and the book of Philemon makes us think that he probably had stolen something from him while he was in there. So he had a debt. Go with me to Philemon. Uh, Philemon. There's only one chapter, so it's just Philemon. Chapter 1. The only chapter of Philemon. If you're having any trouble, look at your neighbor. It's right before Hebrews. Amen. Hallelujah. Right after um, Titus, okay, which is after First and Second Tim, uh, Timothy. Okay, it's, it's in there. <laughs> if you're like me, you got a little cheats. You got a little, a little, you know, it tells you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, adios. Can be me? Still, are we still excited? Verse eight through eleven. We're going to go through it quick. Paul writes. It's a plea for Onesimus, this Onesimus, this beloved brother in Christ now that's attending to his needs, that's helping him out. He loves Onesimus. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to commend you, he's, he's speaking to Philemon here, his former slave master. What is fitting, yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you. Being such a one as Paul, be the age, now also prisoner of Jesus Christ. Paul was the apostle. As we say in Spanish, el apostle Pablo era mero mero. He was the one. He could have said, hey... Philemon, you go to one of the many churches I, I kind of, you know, supervise, go around. I, I started most of these churches. You're just, you're going to give me Onesimus back right now. All right. You're going to receive him in love. You're going to be nice to him. He could have just done that, but no, he appealed to him in love. That's what our master does. He appeals to us in love to do his will. Amen. Hallelujah. So he appeals to him in love, says, hey, in verse 10, I appeal to you for my son. 
He intercedes for him. Amen. Onesimus, whom I had begotten while in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is what? In verse 11. And now is what? Who's profitable in this place? And, and to me, I am sending him back in verse 12. You therefore receive him. That is my own heart. Sound familiar, church? Before Christ, we were unprofitable. Good for nothing. Amen. A waste of time. A waste of time for us, ourselves. A waste of time for others. Full of uh, pride. Full of uh, flesh. What I wanted. Amen. What do I want today? What do I need today? Not what God wanted. Not putting the needs of others before our own. In Christ, we are profitable. So uh, Paul's saying, hey, he probably wasn't a very good worker when he worked for you. He was a waste of your time. Probably a waste of your money, waste of your time, waste of your energy. Okay? Your resources. But now, hallelujah, Philemon, now you receive Christ. Hallelujah. He's profitable. Hallelujah. He's a son of the king. Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. Woo. Hallelujah. He's a son of the most high. Before, we were full of the flesh. Now we're full of the spirit. Hallelujah. Before, we are full of pride and vanity. Now we're full of meekness and humbleness. Before, Ben, now God. Let's go on to 12, verse 12. I am sending him back. You therefore receive him. That is my own heart. He's appealing to him. He's saying, he's just speaking to him in love. Receive him back. I know he did you harm. I know he probably stole something from you. I know he wasn't a good worker. Receive him back. Verse, uh, verse 13. Whom I wish to keep with me. That on your behalf he might minister to me in the chains for the gospel. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing. That your good deed may not be by compulsion, as it were, by volu- but voluntary. God gives us a free will. He's saying, hey, receive him in love and then send him back to me. I'm not, I'm not telling you you have to do it. I'm encouraging you to do the right thing. Some of us need to do the right thing this morning. Hallelujah. And respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because some of you didn't. We need to respond to his voice. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose. That you might receive him forever. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave. A beloved, what does it say? Brother, especially to me. But now much more to you both in the flesh and the Lord. So he gives them the choice. God gives us all the choice. Amen. Hallelujah. He gives them the choice. Philemon, receive him back. Love on him. Give him a hug. Amen. Bless him in the name of Jesus. Pray for him. And then send him back to me. Or just take him and put him to work. Because it's your right. God doesn't force us to do anything. But before anyone starts blasting uh, Paul or Philemon about slavery, all right, you've got to keep in mind that Paul never encouraged that. He never encouraged slavery. In fact, he taught the masters, okay, to treat their slaves fairly. In Ephesians, you can read about it in Ephesians 5, 9. You can read about it in Colossians 4, 1. Can you imagine the nervousness that Onesimus felt? Oh, I've got to go back to, <laughs> I gotta go back to, <laughs> to Philemon. I stole that thing. I escaped. <laughs> can you imagine what he felt? But you know what? Now he had a boldness, a new boldness in Christ. I mean, hallelujah. Hallelujah, because when we mess up, amen, Praise the Lord. He is faithful and just to forgive us in all our sins according to his righteousness. Amen. But, uh, to purify us all of, right, of all unrighteousness, of all the things we can get down on our knees and we can repent. Amen. He's given us that access to his throne. So he's saying, hey, you know, Lord, I'm with you. I'm, you're with me, Lord. You're with me. I'm going to go do this thing. And then in verse 17. If then you count. So he goes back. 
Onesimus goes back. And in the letter, he continues. If then you count me as a partner, Philemon, a partner in the kingdom, a partner slave in the, in, uh, of the master. Hallelujah. Receive him as if it were me, as you would me. Hallelujah. But if he has wronged you or owes anything, put that on my account. It's getting good. I, Paul, am right with my own hand. I will repay. I will repay. Not to mention to you that you owe me even your own self besides. Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. He says, Philemon, receive him as if you're me. You love me, Philemon. Hallelujah. Receive him as if it were me. With that, uh, that same love that some, and, and Christ. Many of us need to take Paul's advice this morning. That Paul, the advice that he gave to the slave master. To be humble. He's saying, Philemon, you can get all worked up about this if you want. But I'm encouraging, I'm admonishing you to be humble about this thing. To receive your brother. To forgive your brother. Many of us this morning, we, need, we have somebody that we need to go to. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke this to me. And he's confirmed that this morning. Many of us have people in our lives that we need to go to and we need to ask forgiveness of. Make it happen today. Don't wait till Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Make it happen today. Go to that brother. We need to forgive. Many of us are, are like Onesimus, like I said, that we need to go and ask forgiveness. We need to go ask forgiveness, humble ourselves before a brother. Many of us are, are, are Philemon this morning, and we need to forgive somebody that has wronged us so we can be set free. Hallelujah. We can be true slaves of righteousness and of holiness this morning. Hallelujah. He has set us free, but we have to walk our freedom. We have to live our freedom. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't put those chains back on. Amen. Hallelujah. We, need, we are set free. We are set free indeed. We need to break from our chains. So he says, on my account. Put it on my account. If he's wronged you, and by the way, he says, you, I ha- you have an I.O. Uh, you for me anyways. You, he said, Paul reminds him, you owe me something. He doesn't say what it was, but you owe me, buddy. Put it on my account. Forgive him. Receive him as a brother and send him back to me because I need him. I need him to take, help me take. Paul had a, quite a few uh, uh, brothers in Christ that helped him out. I mean, how many of us need, need help? I know I, I need help. I pray people will help us all the time down there. Not many people want to go to Zacatecas. I mean, hallelujah. And I encourage, I encourage if the Lord calls you to do it, then do it. And if not, pray for, pray for us and help us out. So who do you identify with us in this morning? You know, he says in verse 21, <laughs> Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. Woo! You're going to go the extra mile. Hallelujah! You're going to go the extra mile, Philemon. You're not only going to forgive him and love him. You're going to send him back to me. You're going to bless him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That could come from many ways. Who do you identify this morning? Are you Onesimus? Have you hurt your brother? Go make amends before you lay your altar, at your sacrifice at the altar. Let go of that load that you're carrying because it's too heavy for you. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Are you, do you identify yourself as Philemon? Do you need to forgive someone? Do it and you will be set free of that trauma you're putting your own self through. Paul, Philemon, and Mesmus were set free from the bondage of sin. Freed by the one Son of God. Hallelujah. Church, you are free this morning. Hallelujah. Free to live. Free to dance. Free to sing. Free to live for Him. Maybe you're not an Esmus. 
You don't have anybody you need to ask forgiveness of. Maybe you're not Philemon. You don't have anybody in your, that comes into mind that you need to forgive that you haven't forgiven. Maybe you're just Paul. Hallelujah. Slave of Christ. Things haven't gone well for you. Paul pushed on. Hallelujah. He pushed on. And in Romans 8, 18, he said, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Maybe you've been a disobedient servant, a bad servant. You've not been a good slave of, of, of the master. Your good master, your good shepherd is calling you to hearken to his voice this morning, to come back into his fold. Amen. Have you been serving two masters lately? The master of your own will, your own will and the master. You cannot serve two masters. He's calling you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to stand up. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The musicians, could they come up and...